0: the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.
1: And Good evening, everybody. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good um Mazel Tov, James Seltzer. This is High Hopes, a weekly Phillies podcast powered by Sports Radio 94 and WIP. I am John Marks. He is James Seltzer. We're the High Hopes group. And I'll ask you on the air, if we add a third person to it for when, like, I'm on vacation or you're on vacation or we can't make it, we need to add a third person. Like, we- not the four horsemen, but the three horsemen.
2: Yeah, we need, we need a third mic, you might say.
1: A third mic. We, you know what would be really good? A younger guy who we both like and know who could help produce the show so we wouldn't have to do it. That
2: would be amazing. You know what I
1: mean? Maybe like a Jack Fritz. I like
2: Fritz. Yeah. Maybe I could, I could like be that. in on a little Fritz action. Because Gabe could. Or, uh, Gabe. Uh, yeah, Gabe, Kapler, Gabe on the Kapler, Kapler, yeah. You said mazel Tov, and your mind went straight to Gabe Kaplar. The Hebrew Hammer. <laughs> That's right, baby. There you
1: go. I love um, it. Yeah, no, because Jack can handle himself with Philly Salk, obviously. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, and he could, so if I needed off or I was away. I like that. Or, or the, so there you go.
2: All right, so Fritz is our villain.
1: I think that's a good idea. I don't want to ask him. I'm well, sure yeah, he'll... no,
2: we'll just decide for him. He's got nothing else going on. He's fine.
1: Yeah, he's a young dude. He doesn't yeah. get a choice. Pssh. He gets it. He
2: takes all the opportunities he can get, all right?
1: All right, well, James Seltzer, last week we did a, we, we have been recording on a Monday. And um, and it was just, I guess, Tuesday where the whole Roy Halliday stuff happened Literally, like, were you guys on the air?
2: We were. At, it was after. It was about four o'clock, like three forty-five, four. So the, the stuff first, the leaking first out.
1: Twitter stuff where it was like, "Oh, that's his plane," and right away you're like, "Oh, well, that's not good," because you know, if it's his plane, then you come out and say, "Well, he wasn't on board," or you know, there's leaks that are like, or he tweets or something like that. So right away, you had the sense that something was wrong and then 4:15 was the press conference because yeah. I'm I'm driving in thinking it's already him and then when Chris and Ike are like yeah they're having a press conference at 4:15 then listening to the press conference you kind of had the sense and it was and um man like what do you say about it ah
2: uh, it's the it's the worst man the worst. it's just it's it's um like it, the whole thing was surreal because like i f- we weren't on the air but i actually get a text from Joe Camera and Joe Cam the text just says Roy Halliday may have died and it's like what the hell does that mean? Like, Joe the
1: camera informed you I that know, it would have dude, been him? I know, all
2: over Twitter these days. The craziest thing. He's like... Well, I saw he tweeted he out. He tweets he takes, all the like, time. He's uh, like,
1: good win by the Sixers he's now. He's locked in on Twitter
2: bat. now. Yeah, he also said that Ben Simmons will, quote unquote, likely get the most triple doubles in the history of the NBA. So he's really leaning into the whole hot take thing. Uh, but so anyway, but just more the like may have died. Like, what the hell's that? Like, did they die? Did he die or did he not die? And then it's that whole surreal thing of like, you know, you're hoping it's not Roy, but like somebody's dead. And it's like, none of it's okay. You shouldn't feel good about any of it. Um, the no, worst
1: case scenario, somebody died, Exactly. And that's well, like, yeah,
2: exactly. No, like so the thing is, like best case scenario, someone's dead. You know what I mean? It's right. like that, that's terrible. Right. Um, but it's like as it kind of got closer, and it's like you hear that the press conference at four thirty, then it's at four fifteen, and you start to like look at it, like how he tweeted about it that day, and all that, and you're just like, all right, it's him. Like you, you were he kind of
1: tweeted. You were
2: braced for it. They're you not knew not it was having him. a
1: press conference to say that. Yeah. That they're
2: not moving up the press Bob conference Smith, to, to get rid yeah. of all the people talking about I it, know. it and stuff. I you knew it was him, and it's just the the worst. Like it's like, well, it's like. Here's what I said. What I said. The first kind of thought I had. Like I know I lost my dad young, and he yeah. died of a heart attack. Just like boom, gone. And like, and how old were you? I was I was 21. So I wasn't like oh, super God. young. So he had to, he had a chance to have an impact on my life. Like I know people like my buddy lost his mom when she when he was seven. Like so like oh, I'm grateful man. for what I got, but it's always I always wonder about the concept of like some people can say goodbye, have time, and then others it's just like boom and it's gone and i don't know if, if one is better than the other you know it must be tough to watch someone be sick it's or whatever different. it is it's different yeah. but like with with like dutch when dutch goes like and that's still way too young and awful but like but we knew it was We coming. were able to brace ourselves yeah. right like we were able to be a little but like with with Halliday, it's just, like like what the hell roy holidays dead, like how is that something that is a part of my world you know
1: yeah it's not and, and you actually you brought it up cuz that's i i said it on the air with dutch like Listen, I knew that he was in bad shape and heading towards hospice weeks before it yep. was even really out there. And that's not something I'm going to share on the air. Of course I'm, not. I'm not a journalist. I'm not a reporter. No. I'm not trying to break news by telling people that Dutch. And then Lenny Lenny had kind of brought it up because yep. people that knew Dutch knew that. that yeah, it was... Joe
2: had told me the same thing before. He's like, hey, right. just so you know, Darren's really sick. You know it, it was coming. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. You're able you could... to brace yourself somewhat. Right. It's still awful and sad, but like, you're at least somewhat ready for it, you know, and how it's just like, boom, like that. It's like,
1: whoa, 40 years old, younger than me, six months younger than me. And, um, and the thing that kept getting me when, you, when you, the, the Phillies sent out that email with all the responses from his former te- teammates and every single one of them, uh, brought up his wife, Brandy and his two yeah, boys. That's and the for, toughest part for me, having two young kids at home now yeah, and it it's hits like home. that it it's home. It does. And it's like his kids. While like listen, they will they will move on because they have to. It's still really tough to think of his two boys not growing up oh, with his It's the dad. worst. You
2: hear and here they like idolized him and like he was like that you know, coach their teams and all that type. It's just like
1: I learned more about Roy Halliday in the, the twelve hours after he died than I knew about him, Me in too, his life. man.
2: Me too. It's I crazy. didn't I
1: knew he was a good guy, but I didn't know like other than following his Twitter, like I learned more about Roy Halliday. I knew more about Roy Halliday with his Twitter. Post career, yeah. then I just thought he was this—he was this guy, like on the mound. He was like a mean son of a bitch, yeah. Right? And
2: he was also like that dude who was like Star the most off. intense and like yeah. so, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, intense about everything he, he no did. And he
1: does this post workout, yes. Like he's no like hitter. exactly,
2: dude. He was like a maniac. You looked at him that way as like that uber intense like athlete type person, but you didn't think about him as this fun loving, caring. We, we didn't know much about him guy. other than that. Yeah, he always. You're right though, he always seemed. Happy. Like he always seemed like, even though he was intense, like there was always a hint of a smile. There was always like a, in the locker room, like in the dugout, you always, he always seemed to be positive and happy. And everyone said he was the best guy. You just didn't Everybody. get to actually see it yourself. You and then know? you
1: look at his Twitter after he, he dies, pretty much. And, yeah. and like I, I, like I remember when Roy and I remember my reaction. I remember when he first joined Twitter and he was taking selfies. And I remember I said, I said it on the air, I go, Roy Halladay's taking <laughs> selfies on Twitter. This can't be him. Big smile on his face and you really you're like, "Yo, th- this guy was just like a happy guy that loved life and yes. had passions." And was
2: funny. I mean, the one the tweet of him at Disney World with the guy wearing his jersey where he's like he doesn't even know he's at Disney World with me or whatever. Good. It's like it's so classic. Like he was just a, he he seemed to really have a, a great sense of humor. He
1: embraced his post-playing career. Like you would think a guy like that would try to hold on forever like Steve Carlton pitched probably three or four years too long yeah Roy Howdy knew he was done and was out. Mm-hmm. Just like that. Love it. Fourth year with the Phillies. Like, I have it, such
2: respect for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was just done.
2: Well, it's because these guys, and we've talked about this before in other forums and stuff, but like these guys only have a very short amount of their, their life, like a, a percentage of their lifetime to do the thing that they are best at in this yep. world. The thing that defines them in this world, it's like, as much as like I love when people know when to hang it up and we don't ever see that that downslope, but at the same time, like I'm never going to give anyone crap for saying, like, I can keep doing this. i got to keep doing this while I can. It's really hard to kind of, you know, yeah, fault them for that, right? Other
1: guys say, you know what? I'm out. Yeah. And while Lefty couldn't give it up, Roy said, I'm throwing. And I forgot about this, and I don't know if it was Rob Chari that brought it up or a caller, but that game at Wrigley Field where he was getting overheated and oh, he was in yeah. the dugout. You could see
2: it. He was, like, red. and. Pit, like, I thought there was something else wrong yeah, with Yeah, it
1: was awful. He like, was you- th- and he was throwing 83 miles an hour. He was just done. And then, um, who was it that, that – was? it was a guy that, that had, like, a cup of coffee with the Phillies. And after he had passed, had – actually, I think he put it out on Twitter. Where was Michael Young? Mm-hmm. Michael Young, who was, like, here for yeah. not even a year.
2: Not even a year, but but a great – like a, a great baseball yeah, guy, a great a teammate. great baseball guy. It's a great way to put it, yeah.
1: He saw him. He went out to the mound and said, Doc, you all right? And he goes, everything hurts. I got nothing today or something like that. But he wouldn't give up. He wouldn't give in. Yeah. And But after that season, he was gone. So, like, I, every, listen, everybody has talked about Roy Halladay and had the Roy Halladay stories, and we did like – it was like a two-day like, post-mortem on WIP – so, uh, therapeutic. Know, I think, yeah. you know,
2: it's tough, but it's one of those things that I think it's ca- cathartic for a lot of people to. I think that any time, like talking about things when you're feeling down or whatever Absolutely. is always the best way to like get it out Therapy. there and feel better. It is really therapeutic. And I felt like it felt like that here for those two days to like kind of just give the city the a first chance days to get
1: together. And the second day, you're kind of remembering yeah. the great times and, and celebrating a great dude, even though the, the, the guy at our sister station up in Boston. Starts going nuts and what see the a, problem is the problem, James, where he's talking about him and he he's saying he's saying that he deserved to die and he's a moron or whatever. Like he just I think he's a lunatic and everything snowballed from him. I believe his main point was what is he doing, risk putting his sure. life at risk in a plane like that and hot dogging it and, and everything else after watching that video to where like a normal person would be like, Wow, like his poor kids, his poor family, like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm not going to tell you that I haven't at least had the half a thought, like, yo, man, like, that's really risky what you're doing yeah, with your kids or but whatever. It does, but yeah, but- No it, one gets in a plane and thinks that they're going to go yeah, crash. and, and also
2: it's like, yeah, sure, he shouldn't have done that, but that doesn't change the person he was or the no, life he was. of course like, not. Exactly, you know, and it's like, and on top of that, it's like, I, like, while I'm not that type of guy, like, I wouldn't even want to fly a plane by myself, much less, like, do all the hot dogs and stuff, but, like, this is a guy who- Throw a no hitter in freaking postseason. Like this is a guy who who has been in front of a crowd of you know thousands and thousands and thousands of people and lived the highest of the high. Like you can understand how it's tough to kind of recreate that. Going back to that thing about like what they do. You know, they they can only do their with their best effort. You know, that's a thrill, that's a rush. Like I get, like um, I, I, it was stupid, but like I, I, I get where that comes from. That want to to kind of find that thrill again. Yeah, like some
1: guys post career struggle with stuff to do. So some guys go into broadcasting. Other guys turn to other things like drinking or whatever else. And some guys do they fly i mean he, it's something he always wanted to do and he couldn't because of the baseball contract. so but my point is that if he wanted to if the, if the host wanted to bring up like what yeah, is he yeah he doing? could have done it's it in
2: a much more constructive way yeah. yes
1: and you know what or not do it at all because well, at that point at what's the payoff yeah. a man just died and a wife it's, it's and two outrageous. and two young boys don't have a father and a husband yeah.
2: it's outrageous it's like it's what's the upside here yeah, like there, there's zero upside exactly
1: that's the problem all right we're going to do our first we're going to every week we're going to do a segment james where and, and and this is like so like podcast ish e. Like I'm not experienced <laughs> with the podcast. Like you know what I'm saying like normally I
2: think it's more radioy than it is, is, is podcasting. What would be a podcast segment?
1: No, see I what we'd never do a position review.
2: Right, but that's just cuz we don't talk enough about it. I mean we would do like wide receiver reviews on the Eagles. I'd already be fired based on our first, <laughs> our first 3 podcasts. On just kind of rambling on and on. Yeah, right? well, Spike we did our, talk about Gabe Kapler and coconut oil for like eh, 30 minutes. So. Coconut
1: oil has a lot of uses, by <laughs> the way, I've learned. So we're going to do a position <laughs> review, and we're going to start with first base um, based on 2017, looking ahead into 2018. But I did want to mention, James Seltzer, that our uh, our manager, Gabe Kapler, and I guess I'm like – I'm. I'm a positive person, so I'm not going to complain. But I, I don't, I still don't know if I like to hire. But anyway, so he's compiling a staff. Dusty Watham, and this is no, no real surprise to either one of us because we said it. Dusty Watham yeah. is the third base coach. Yep, which makes sense. Yep, we talked uh, about it. They're going to probably hire a, a a bench coach that has experience. It's oh, not yeah. going to be Larry Boa.
2: I don't think it's going to be Larry Boa. Yeah, I think it's going to be someone who uh, fits kind of what they're doing organizationally and. This analytical approach and all. That. Someone who or is look, it wants him well. Look, well, here's the thing: a bench coach, a bench coach, more than any other coach on the team, has to be in lockstep with the manager. He has, has to have be, a great relationship. He has to be. Yeah, they spend the entire chemistry. game together. Every great chemistry outside of stuff, and he doesn't necessarily have to think the same way. Sometimes it can be good to have someone who has a different perspective and is going to kind of throw out the other way,
1: bouncing things. It has off to be of.
2: exactly. And Gabe Kapler seems like a. Someone who might not be comfortable bouncing things off of just about you know a lot of people. Like a, a guy from the <laughs> Jersey Shore, that <laughs> right, likes, Yeah, uh, exactly. That likes baseball. So can... I think we're gonna, you know, I think that I think it'll be a very um, snooky. Uh, Is snooky a? Uh, oh, baseball sn- I think uh, uh you know, Paulie D. Snooky, one Day. of those two, and the clubhouse uh, leader here. So anyway,
1: yeah. I-, I would love to. I'd love to be able to tell you, James, and everybody out there listening to us, like here are some guys that uh, that that expect to be in contention for like the bench coaching job. I just. No one's reporting about it. I have no names. Yeah. Here's what I can well, tell be, you. You'd be
2: like picking at it. There's so many of these guys across teams, and we don't know who his connections are. No one's to, reporting and on And friends it. with you, and Like, you know, look at the Dodgers staff. Look at the Rays staff. More likely than not, it's going to be someone from those staffs, potentially. You know, somewhere he's been, someone he knew, most likely. But could who be.
1: But no one actually has names out there. It doesn't look like it's going to be Juan Samuel. Or like, Juan Samuel could actually go to AAA and yeah. be their manager. Mickey Morandini looks like they haven't named the first base coach yet. I don't know if, if they don't want it to be Mickey or he's – so those guys are kind of in limbo. Larry is going to be within the organization somehow. Yes. They hired John Maley as the uh, as the hitting coach. He's been with Chicago the last few years, Houston before that. Seems like a guy that – you know, it's weird. Matt Stairs was here for a year, and then now he's in San Diego. San Diego and, yeah. Uh, uh, did that not work out?
2: Yeah. Uh, I don't you know, know. I mean. I mean, I can't yeah. say that they were great
1: this year. No, and
2: I think that they clearly weren't. Look, I think, I don't know if it was that Stairs didn't want to be here or, or they wanted someone new. Who really knows? My guess is that, the with, yeah, I think that with the overall here, they're, they're bringing in their own guys. And look, this, this
1: Padres, I mean, San
2: Diego, I would take a John Bailey over Matt Stairs. No offense to Matt Stairs, who I'm grateful for that home run in L.A. and all that. But I mean, like, this guy's a legit hitting coach. I mean, he knows what he's doing three years. I mean, look, won a World Series in Chicago. He's got credentials. He was with the Astros. He's clearly going back to you know, the whole organizational approach—Cubs, Astros, like the two teams—the Phillies are pretty much trying to model well, this whole thing after. So. And here's
1: the other thing: you had all, you'd mentioned the analytics, and I I am going to be nauseous with analytics <laughs> talk here, James. I'm not like. I understand analytics. It's all
2: the years of no analytics and being like the worst franchise in sports. Returning, I around. was
1: anti. Like, believe me, when Ruben was, when Ruben and Charlie used to talk about like walks don't matter, it's hitting and this and that. I'm just like, well, I mean, yeah, if you're you have guys that are hitting 40, 50 home runs, sure, then it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. But I, 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 I value on base percentage. I value quality. Because you're a smart like, man, Jeff like Hoskins. The analytics stuff's important, but like, I'm just. Yeah. I also, I want to. i a baseball guy. I'm with so. you.
2: Like I look, I. You know me. I'm a big analytics guy. Even me, with the launch angle and all this stuff this past year, here's my issue. Love, love the launch it angle. It seems it's like my there's favorite. always got to be something new. Like, can't we just roll with the stuff we got for a little bit and be like, all right, this is good. It's always something every year. It's got to be a what's reason. What's more
1: important, launch angles or war? Yeah. Remember
2: when war was the analytical. War was the number one That's all you matter with, yes, like, what's just yes. war? Oh, let's just stick with <sighs> war. Uh, <laughs> 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 what is it good for? Um yeah, I don't even know how to come back from that. That's pretty good though. But I um launch, launch angle just seems so ridiculous. To me. It's like why are there so many home runs? It's launch angle. angle. No, they're juicing the balls. Come on. Or Let's be serious small, here. Sh-
1: it's not the same ball that they've They're slick
2: balls whatever. They're doing well, something just, it's with the balls. Too. They broke the home run record by like the start of September this year. No, they're there's, doing there's, something
1: there's been no denial. And by the way, I haven't really seen one of the big reporters go to Major League Baseball and say, "Hey, <laughs> It's been widely reported under the radar <laughs> yeah. that they're using. You're using a smaller ball. Yeah, you know that why that is the same reason why no one questioned the steroid stuff. I mean, people weren't that stupid in good, baseball. It's good right? for
2: business, baby. <laughs> it's good you gotta ask for baseball about that.
1: So anyway, I will say this: if you Google Maley, John Maley, and you go to the video section, because I was just looking for information on it, he does all these videos where he has these all these different things with launch angles and whatever. So it's pretty clear why. Why the Phillies wanted him, other yes. than the, the Cubs, and he's had success before. Right. Uh, he fits
2: he, this, the organizational structure he that they bit. The, he picked
1: this staff over a bunch of other teams that were interested. He I mean, could have went to a bunch of He could have
2: gotten any hitting coach job. in the, like Pretty anyone much. Anyone that was open, Pretty he would have been the top. Like The Phillies went out and got the top candidate out there for the hitting coach job. The number one guy they could have gotten. Yep.
1: So, we'll see. Probably... Once the, like, the, when there's a couple jobs still open, like, the Yankees haven't named their manager yet. So, it's crazy. And there
2: are a lot of outside the box candidates that have been reported. They're talking it's about fascinating. Aaron Boone and and like freaking bringing guys. David Cohn down from the booth. Have like, you noticed
1: this? That it's becoming the trend in baseball that you don't even need to be a manager don't. to get hired. Yes. Because the GMs now look at it and say, anybody can manage as long as you're smart. And you, like, the GMs want to control things from upstairs. Yeah. And they so want they're someone who's a guys, conduit right. to,
2: exactly. No, they're hiring
1: a, guys that, that they feel like they can do well, that. Well, and
2: I do think, though, that I think that I think the fact that Meili come here came here is a really good sign. Like, I think that it's a sign of the organizational structure being appealing to people like Mailey across the sport. Agreed. And I think Kapler is appealing to people like that. And I know he's a seems like he can be quite divisive, but there is a large swath of very smart people who want to work with this guy. And I Agreed. think that's good.
1: Agreed. So we'll see where they go with the staff. I'd love to see Larry Boa back on the bench. Probably not going to happen. Yeah, I would too. But he will be in the organization. He's Philadelphia, Larry. He is a he's a Phillies. But he's, been, I'm he's just one yeah f- for decades. Yeah,
2: he's of- just someone you know you just. He's he's a Philly.
1: Yes, he is. All right, let's talk about first base. Let's. Our our first. Don't do we need an open for this? Yeah. Like a chi- well, I'm gonna have. To well, there come won't be one for
2: this one. <laughs> no, no, no. no.
1: no I keep saying oh, I gotta do an. I gotta do an intro. <laughs> we'll do one. Like, you know. Yeah, that's we're gonna have all the time in the That's what Jack Fritz producer. Well, you know, we'll figure it out. I got time. You got to... swing man. Yes,
2: Fritz. All right, Jack. Are you? Li- See, so you better be listening to know this stuff. Well, he's gonna have to listen. I'm gonna text him to him and to say <laughs> yeah. it's your job, Fritz. All right, we need you to do a, a open for us. He works with Conklin. He get Conklin to voice it or just something listen. for us. Just
1: Spend hours and hours producing this podcast, and we'll yes. let you on as the third mic slash when I need off or yes. James needs off. You sometimes can be the co-host. Yeah, yeah, like sometimes. Yeah, I think <laughs> sometimes I right. just go solo and <laughs> book a couple guests. Other times I'll just go solo. I don't need you, right? <laughs> yeah, I know right, so, fr- so let's do it. First position review first base, and I'm not even going to start start with Reese Hoskins because that would be Whoa. too obvious. James. I'm going to start with Tommy Joseph,
2: TJ baby. So
1: here's the line: uh, 495 at bats, 22 home runs. That seemed like a lot of those home runs were really early
2: in the season. <laughs> yep. So. Well, I think I think it's like all in May. Like his month of May was monster, and everything else was atrocious. Yeah.
1: Because I was I was told, I was told time after time by all the Phillies fans out there. You can't, even the Phillies organization, you can't bring up Reese Hoskins with Tommy Joseph doing this. He's and just like, too good. Yeah, like, yeah, you can. Like, stop with this Tommy Joseph yeah, stuff. It was outrageous. I, li- I like Tommy Joseph. I don't want to disrespect him. Don't lie name. to our faces. Yeah, but please, you don't know what you're talking about if you think you, you can't bring up Reese Hoskins. And they waited. And they brought him up, and you can't argue with what Hoskins did. More on that in yeah, a second.
2: But you could argue with that. I still, I don't oh, care I whether, yeah. I don't the, care how great he was at the start. Like, they wasted time bringing him up. They wasted time. He could have handled it. Based on what you all saw. All season. You know he could have come he up, up to start the season, and I have no problem with them waiting for the Super 2 till May or whatever, or even June. But, like, come on, man. Like, this team was out of it by June. After that month yeah. of May, they weren't doing anything. Like, it was a joke it was so
1: 495 495 of bats 22 home runs 69 rbis 129 strikeouts to 33 walks his on base percentage i think was 289
2: like tommy joseph <laughs> is what tommy <laughs> can joseph can we not is gloss over the on base percentage of 289 i mean come on man i feel like i could go in the major leagues and get on base 28 if percent he of the time 40
1: home runs you can look at that a little bit differently if he's a plus fielder you you can't, but like you know what I'm saying. Like if there are no, other things that he did, yeah, sure you could be like like, like for instance uh, Freddie Galvis. Like his on base percentage can be a little bit lower if he's hitting 20 home runs and playing go glove ish defense. Yes, defense. No which question. He didn't win, no question. Like then it's kind of like all right, you're strong up the middle. That's fine yeah. Tommy Joseph <laughs> is a dime a dozen American League DH platoon first DH. Baseman, platoon. Platoon DH. Yeah, that's what he is. No and doubt. you know what? That's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Here, here, here's what I here's what I say about Tommy Joseph, James Seltzer. Because I don't think he has much of a trade market. I'm sure a team would give you a C level prospect for a him. No, like an right? F level prospect. Here, here, here's what I'll say. I'd an rather have guy. Him on the team and be an option for Reese Hoskins to play a little bit of left field. Here's here's what I would like to do. And there's not there's not a whole lot of left handed starters in baseball anymore. But on days where you have a really tough left-handed starter, I put Hoskins in left field, I put Tommy Joseph at first base, and I stack that lineup with right-handed hitters. I keep them around just for that, and for the when you have
2: DHs or whatever,
1: unless you get a fair offer for them, which is like a decent prospect.
2: Yeah, that's I keep how, them. They're not gonna happen. I, I they're not gonna days. They're not gonna get anything for them. So like the the unless you get a why de- trade them. For, for what? Well, why trade him is what I'm
1: saying. Like, oh, why no, not no, just no. That's
2: the, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm fine with keeping him. Here's my thing is, like, I personally, the way this team is developing, like, I'd rather not sit Nick, sit Nick Williams against lefties, not since Odewell against lefties. I'd rather have those guys get at bats against lefties Agreed. and try and develop and try and be able to hit lefties for when the time comes. For me, Tommy jo- – like, he's fine as a right-handed bat off the bench. He's meaningless to me. Like, Tommy Joseph – is like the twenty fifth guy on the bench. He's Brock Stassi for me. He's, no, better, he's, than not. he's better than that. He's better than that. I'm saying he's better than that, but I'm saying like in my mind he's the twenty fifth guy on I the bench. What you're saying. That's all I'm saying. Like, he's better cares? than Brock Stassi, and he's for what you're saying. Like he could be a somewhat valuable piece as a guy who only faces tough lefties. But ah, you know, it's what I yeah, ah, you ah. get an occasional start. I mean, unless sure. he's not a bum, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, like he is what he is. He's fine. He's fine. He is. So He's he pitching a little bit. It's a shame he doesn't catch. True. He
1: would right? have some value then. He actually sure. he did not hit left-handed pitching until later on in the year this year. I'm just looking at it and saying, like, all right, how am I going to build my team? It's a nice bat. I mean, God forbid you have an injury or whatever. Like, what? who else is playing first base if, if Hoskins isn't playing first base? And that's something you have to look at.
2: Sure. I right? just think, Tom, again, you say, you literally introed Tommy Joseph by saying he's a diamond dozen. He's a, he a dozen. <laughs> Put diamond Daniel doesn't. Nava there. I don't care. Like, anybody can play he's,
1: that. Except he can play more positions. Yeah, he's, than, much yeah, 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 like he's much Daniel better. I like Daniel Nava a lot. He More is. than I like him. All right. So that's Tommy Joseph. And what can you say about Reese Hoskins? He actually ended up by the end of the season, he had uh, only about a 259. And I'd forgot that he had kind of, his average had fallen that much. But I don't make too much of that. He's a hot hitter. When he gets hot, he's hot. No matter what he's doing, he's walking.
2: Right, so Which is fit- the key? He was always getting on base,
1: always, always. Professional at bats sees a lot of pitches, sees more pitches than anybody on the team, and it's not even really close. Finished the season with thirty seven walks, forty six strikeouts for a power here that's amazing. Eighteen that's home runs, forty eight RBIs. What like? All right. So here's my question, James. What is his ceiling and what is his floor?
2: Well, that's the the thing I loved about Hoskins from the jump in the minors was was the high floor. I thought, you know, th- this guy is worst case scenario. You know, uh, uh you know, 280, 25 homer guy, like worst, worst, worst case scenario. I think that's where he's at 270, 25 homers, somewhere in that range. I mean, best case scenario is, is the, you know, not the hot streak you saw. He's not going to 82 homers this season, but he's a 40 homer guy. Like he's a, he's a, maybe never going to bat 300, but he's going to bat 280 and have 10 on on base percentage. And that's all that matters. So yeah, best case scenario. He is a legit, all-star middle-of-the-line middle bat. Like, yep. that's the kind of guy he can be. And I think he's got a decent chance of, if nothing else, having a few years at that level for sure. And I feel like he will exceed his floor. I feel like he's going to be – I mean, just from what we saw – and, again, look, you have to expect – no one's going to come up and have the streak that he had. First of all, no one's ever had the streak he had. <laughs> but no one's going to do that and then not have some sort of a slump. I mean, like, your Major League – the best hitters in the history it's of the baseball. sport – you know, be, yes, the best hitters in the history of the sport. That's the point. Are, are get out seventy percent of the time. And you know? there's
1: and there's no there's no rhyme or reason why it happens. It's just that you, you get in you get in that it's mentality a, the, and you can't the, hit anything. It's
2: the ultimate mono a mono game. It's one versus one and look First of all, confidence, like you said, is a huge thing. Like, you could just go through slumps where you just don't, you're you just, not. It looked like it's a beach like, ball. For exactly. Like three, you're four seeing weeks. the ball. Yeah. Like, that's, it's such a funny line, but it's so true. It's like these guys where they're seeing the ball and it's huge and it's there and it's like just the way it is. And then it's all about matchups and it's about this guy versus, you know, that guy just, I can't hit him. Adjustments he owns are made. me. Oh, for four. Oh, I'll come out the next day and go four for four because I got that guy's number. Like, it's just so, you know, it's specific to the. It's Batter basebally. Versus, yeah, it's the best. Like it that's is. why it's the best. And and that's also why it is the most quantifiable. That's why stats are such a big part of this sport because every other sport like even basketball like less than football and hockey but like everyone is so dependent upon their teammates for their success whereas in baseball like it's one on one. Like obviously defense matters, but and base running and all that, but it's one-on-one, and you can really quantify that one-on-one matchup to, like, a really, you know, obviously extreme levels as far as statistics and all that type of stuff go, which just gives you a much larger sample size from which to call data that can actually be useful. How about
1: his his defense? Here's one thing that surprised me about him, that without playing left field at all, and, like, I, I knew that actually the late baseball George... Baseball George passed away, if you didn't hear this in, in previous yeah, podcasts or whatever. He called me when he was in the minors and said that, that he can play left field. He At Sacramento State, where he went to college, he played outfield. and He did, it, he did more than an adequate job. And I said, he's not going to play outfield. George said, just stop. Tommy Joseph's not playing the outfield and Hoskins isn't playing the outfield in the majors. Sure enough, he comes up and plays left field in the majors, and he he did a pretty good job. Yeah. You know I mean? I I can't argue. I don't think he's ever going to win a gold glove out there, but he showed... He was
2: better than I thought he'd be.
1: He was definitely better than than I thought.
2: Yeah, he has an arm. Like, he he has a, a much better arm than I would have expected out there. He... He seemed somewhat natural. He wasn't taking bad routes to nope. the ball, which is what you really expect with those guys. Yep. And I think at first base defensively, I think he's solid. Like he's not, you know, he's not he's not a great defensive first baseman. He'll never be like a stud, but he could be someone like that. Was the thing they always said about Albert Pools when he came up? Came up as a third baseman, moved to first, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's never really going to be a great first baseman. Look at his size. Look at this." But he was just. He was a really good defensive first baseman. Yeah. Soft hands, and he yeah. was very smart. He always positioned right. Like Much better athlete than anybody really realized. ever gave him credit for. Yeah. yeah, but he was always in the right spot defensively. Like you know, it would be one of those guys where it's like a good boom point. line drive. It's like right in his glove, and he was just there. Like why is he there? Somehow he's there. Like pools was it's always not a one. Coincidence. Of the, yeah, and yeah. I think that Hoskins has the potential to be that type of guy. Just because of how smart he is as a baseball player and how much of kind of a baseball nerd he is, um, you know, which we've seen. And you hear him talk about baseball and you can just hear the kind of passion that he has yeah, for absolutely. the game. So I I that I think that's a, a potential to, to be a better fielder than you'd expect. But I don't think he's ever going to be a, a great defensive person. Is he agent. a
1: good enough outfielder as he gets a little bit older? Let's say, and I'm going to bring up a name in a second, Derek Hall, who is, he was at Lakewood and Clearwater this year. He set... He set uh, records in uh, in Lakewood for home runs. I think he had 27 home runs. Wow. But he's a clear first base. Like, cannot DH. move off. No, early. trust me. I know. I said that. I know. I said Hoskins wouldn't play outfield. You this have a better like, chance to <laughs> play outfield in the dark hall. Oh. He he went to Dallas Baptist, the uh-huh. hotbed for baseball. But he's like a he's like a DH right. first baseman type that has plus plus power. Sure. So Ken Hoskins. Let's just say that one of the, one of these first base guys develops can Hoskins in two or three years shift to left field to make room for a guy that has plus power?
2: Theoretically, yes. I think he could. I think, like, if he was actually trained to play left field and, like, again, we talked about him going in there with – like what, like a couple games in the minors, they're just like, "Hey, go play. go play, go play out left field in the majors. You got it, buddy. Um, no <laughs> problem. It's not hard." Uh, but I do think that I think that he probably could. I don't think it's the best use of Hoskins. I think it's not. I think you would probably look to trade Hall first if he really does kind of come up and has legit value. Who knows though? Look, I think it's possible. I don't think that Hoskins. Hoskins' body is not a left field body, especially if he grows anymore. I know he's 24, so like he might be fully developed, but like he also might not. Like he, like guys, really kind of reached their physical peak from like twenty seven. So what, he wouldn't inch.
1: be because I mean, Pat Burrell was able to, to yeah, to was.
2: run around. Burrell out was, there for, but Burrell was the third baseman originally. Like third base, first base, first base now. But look, left I think field. potentially, potentially. I just don't. I don't think it's ideal. Like I mean, his body type doesn't seem like a left fielder. But he was better out there than I ever expected him to be. So, you know, I don't think we have a big enough sample size to really say. No, we don't. You know, if but like maybe I think it's an interesting hypothesis. Like he looked better there than I thought he would for what it's worth.
1: Yeah, and, and I only and re, only the reason I bring it up is because you never know about a first baseman, right? And um and you never know when you're going to get a guy that comes up through the the minors. And uh, and um, as I pull up his uh, his MILB stats right here, <laughs> yeah. So he, so at Lakewood, Derek Hall. Was a two seventy two twenty seven home runs ninety six RBIs in four hundred twenty six at bats, um, strikes out a ton, doesn't walk a lot, so he's not the um, still
2: a long way to go. Is the point here? Of course,
1: he yeah. Could, he could he could be nothing. He could be, and he is twenty two years old because he was a college so, junior. When so he was not drafted. great. So he's not like he's not he's not a high school player. He could but he's very also easily not, be
2: Dylan Cousins. Who I think will still be nothing.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, and he's he's a six four two thirty six. He's a goon. He looks he's like goonish looking. Oh
2: my god, he looks like a goon.
1: Bats left, throws right. So you yeah. have the first baseman that's a right-handed fielder. Which, Classic. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you'd
2: much rather. I mean, Hoskins is ready, too, though. Sadly, but no doubt.
1: All right, final thing here. Yes, we have breaking Phillies news. No, we don't. The Phillies to resign Pedro Florimon. Yes! He will. He has the inside track on a bench job, Matt Gelbad.
2: For what I will say, like, and he's good. Yeah, that's what I was about to say, man. He's like, good. I really liked his, you know, three-week tenure or whatever it was. Like, you know, the obviously. What the, did you do? Break his ankle? The, yeah, so yeah remember? Ankle? Did you Do you remember the injury? It was like the second base. It was like. It was like Ronald Darby esque. Yeah, 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 yeah. It looked bad. It was like, whoa, that is an ugly. But he, Pedro Florman was really good when he played, like defensively. You know, he made plays that dude. He had a like, I'm pretty she sure he had some off and the And he had, like, uh, I think yeah. he had the highest WAR over the time period he was there, other than Hoskins. I'm pretty sure about that. He played really well here. Yeah, I like he, that move.
1: I yeah, why not? I mean, inside
2: track. Well, it is, to AAA, it is interesting. It is interesting just the now play. the general time period because the winter meetings did start today. So there is some interesting stuff out there. Stuff and, uh, over the next week,
1: stuff is going to happen. And who would have thought that the, the first signing for the Phillies would be Pedro Fleurmont to a minor league How could it not
2: be? You got to lock you Pedro up. Weird?
1: I look at this and I say, oh, he- he turns 31 in December. He's kind of old for only being a AAA slash Major League player. it thinking, like, oh, I'm 41, so I, man, 31's not that old anymore. No,
2: it is pretty old, though. I mean, like, he's, like, for someone to not come up till that. I mean, like, Brock Stasky, remember? Well, he,
1: was, he was, like, he's, he's been, been around. Flormont's before. been in the
2: majors before. But the point is, like, look, Pedro Flormont is not suddenly sprouting into a great Major League baseball player. He's <laughs> a nice bench guy. Right. I like him as a bench right, guy, right, yeah. And
1: then when the league says, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. this is how you,", you let's you throw like a carried A fastball, yeah. All right, then all of a sudden he's batting. Yeah,
2: it's like b- once he's batting 90. every day, it's like, oh, he's not that good anymore. Um. So, but there is some interesting stuff. Obviously, the Giancarlo rumors we've talked about, Cesar Hernandez trade rumors so, popping up, which I talked about. We talked about last time the concept of either moving, say, start a third or trading one of those guys to be able to bring I Maybe Binger next up. week we'll really
1: dig deep in do you yeah. think that? Do you think the Phillies do much of, of anything? I mean, I, 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 gonna, I don't believe – I'm not going to tell you I don't believe that Stanton could get traded. I just don't know if it makes a heck of a lot of yeah, sense to the Phillies right I, now.
2: I, I, like, go out and sign J.D. Martinez or something if you're going to do that. Like, I don't know why, I like – like, I really like Mike Sant- – Giancarlo Stanton. I'm, I'm going to call Mike my entire life. I did it on the Phillies Today podcast all the time. You can do that. Yeah, I just can't help it. It's it, it, he was Mike Stan originally. John Carlos is, is sexier for sure. Oh, it's a much better name, but regardless, I mean, he's got the worst contract in the sport. I mean, it's like a freaking massive albatross around but your franchise. But let me ask you
1: this: if he was the, if he was a free agent right now, wouldn't he get similar money from a team? It's coming length, off that contract. It's, he's
2: got like what seven years of it left, eight years of it. Yeah, but like what? what this is a guy what who last year had his first him. full healthy season in in four years or three years or whatever? Oh, agree. But, like, I, I, that's what I look at contracts, and I'm not a big. I look at length. My thing is length with these contracts. I understand that it's he's. all about the length. Well, and, but here's the thing, and it can be worth the length. Like, l- let's put it this way. If you have him for, like, another. Well, see, that's the thing is, I think he's still got, like, eight or nine years on that contract at, like, 35 mil or 30 mil or whatever it is each year. Like, so the point being that. He has 295 million left, left off the top of my head. Think about that. And if he's, what, like, 30? He's got to be, like, close to 30, if not 30. I mean, you're going to be paying that dude 35 million when he's 38 years old, a guy who could barely stay healthy, a guy his body, oh. look, when they signed, when Ruben Amaro signed Ryan Howard, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you got to sign him. You got to sign I was like, this is a disaster. People that size don't age well. well and, and they, one of the reasons David that- Ortiz is the only guy, and he was a DH. He's the only guy I've ever seen that size who aged well. Nobody else has ever done it. Like, no, they, all, right. their careers always fall off you're precipitously. Right. Like, that's that type of guy that worries me. Stanton's a big, big dude.
1: You are right. His defense is actually his defense is really good at this point. But yeah, gives you a, a DH long term? And to your point with Ryan Howard, one of the reasons why that contract wasn't as bad was because it wasn't for eight or nine years; it was for five. Exactly. So it's it but sucks. It, the
2: problem was that it was five and it was starting after two though, so it was yeah. like really no, like you're seven. Right.
1: Yeah. But cause imagine if you gave him a nine-year contract,
2: he'd still be playing. I know. We're On the books, I know. Right now. So
1: yeah, I don't. I don't think anything major goes down. They will make a trade this offseason. They're going to be active.
2: I just don't know how much the activity will turn into stuff. They're not going. They're not like as much as we would love to see. And who knows? Maybe they get lucky and make a little mini run and or whatever for a playoff spot. But like, they're not trying to compete this year. Like the goal is 2019 and beyond. This this is supposed to, at least in my mind, the way I'm reading it. This is that last year of kind of like. Getting the kids a full year of playing, like building up around them, and then you really make start to make a push is my guess.
1: And I'm reading on just two, two hours ago in the Miami Herald – Giancarlo Stanton running the show on any potential trades. And here it says, when and if it comes to trading Stanton to St. Louis, San Francisco, Boston, Philadelphia, or wherever, the the decision will ultimately rest on his broad shoulders because he has a full no-trade provision. A former front office executive says, quote, he's got complete power. Giancarlo's running the show. Great. So there you go. And even even the— What about Jeets? Jeets. Yeah, see, but they gotta. They, I don't know what's going on down there, but they they have to they're they have to bring payroll down quite a bit. So they look if that, they if they
2: can is, if if like obviously I'd trade for Giancarlo if they're gonna pay a big portion of the contract and if like you don't have to give up prospects and now it's I don't expect this to happen.
1: It is not a great fit, I would say. So you, you don't go.
2: really need him either. Like I mean, you know, he's a great hitter, but like you've got your outfield pretty locked up right now, at least. Doesn't feel like f-
1: i Listen, I'm totally fine with rolling with what they have right now. Mm. I would love to see them move Galvis or Hernandez. Me too. So you can bring so you can bring up Kingery well, when you're real. able to for the the the, uh, the free agency stuff. But I, we will see what happens. All right. Well, um, next week we're going to have hopefully some things to talk about as far as the uh, winter winter meetings. And um yeah, we'll have another Are we doing second base next week. Oh yeah, man. Oh, see that? Got so you p- just mentioned oh.
2: Scott Kingery leads our in position. The review? Good.
1: My man, you know what else we should do? We should we should bring up like old like our
2: top five Phillies favorite oh. first baseman. All right, so we'll do first base and second base of favorites next time to Who's your make a first baseman. In Phillies history? Yeah. Just Phillies, right? Yeah. Um you do athletics. Well I was thinking Adelaide. I was a big Jimmy Fox fan. Um uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one game I went to. He was um, man,
1: because you don't want to say Ryan Howard because he's like no. Shocked. Well,
2: Ryan Howard is the answer, and I'm, the I answer. think Jim Tomey Pops Man. I'm, oh, I'm just gonna, gonna go off the bat by more because I thought he was gonna be good when I was a kid, and I was Ricky. You? I, I was all in on the Ricky Jordan hype club. I thought Ricky Jordan was gonna be a star. He wasn't a star.
1: No, he was good for those few years. I Crocker's a good Drew. answer. Crocker's a great answer. Mike Schmidt played first base when Rick Shue yeah. played third base. Yeah, I mean, and then Rick D- Ricky Shue Jordan's more base. of a fun,
2: silly answer. I mean, I like, like if you're really going to go top five, it's, it's Howard, you know, it's Croc, it's Pete Rose, probably, even though he wasn't here long, just yeah, for the, the World Series. I think you got to put him on there. Um, and then, you know, how
1: about that, Rico?
2: Rico Brogna. Brogna. He's got to be an guy that's better than Rico I mean, Brogna. Rico's the best defensive first baseman we ever had here. That how dude about was a that. freaking amazing with the glove. Rico Rico You never want to go glove
1: <laughs> They always used to talk about how he's the best. Kind of oh, like he was.
2: Blow glove's a joke, as yeah. we've discussed.
1: Well, Rico, was also, was,
2: Rico was awesome. That
1: was also back when they played at the vet, where it was like plain old concrete, so those dude, bounces Rico were easy. Rico was a
2: stud. Yeah, he was. He was so good defensively. He was really good. We're going to have to hit. get him on the podcast. Yeah, we could do Rico. that. How
1: about that? All right, everybody. Talk
2: some defense with Rico. Love defense. Uh, (laughs) uh,
1: We'll talk to you next week. James at James Seltzer on Twitter. I am at John Marks Media, and the Twitter is at High Hopes Pod.
0: P-O-D.
1: Check us out. See you.
0: Later.